So we got a lot of feedback um, on the weighted blankets question. We're a book podcast, uh-huh. but probably the most feedback we have ever received ever is about weighted blankets. Yeah, and like I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> Look, it was honestly incredible. I do appreciate it. Um, I also wouldn't hate if a weighted blanket company was like, hey, let's do ads on this book podcast because apparently readers love weighted love blankets. them some weighted with, blankets. With one very notable exception. Okay. I did get one very negative review of weighted blankets. Okay. Among the sea of like, get one now, um, which I thought was very interesting and I'm so deeply appreciative for the the lone voice of dissent. Okay, tell me what you heard because I mostly heard I monitored our Instagram. Right. I think you monitored email, which which is how I asked for submissions. Yes, I posted about it. That's oh, okay. Why. I didn't I, see that. I, I posted that. an Instagram story on the bookshelf. Okay. And it was like a you know one of those yeah, yeah, yeah. questions those you questions. can ask. So that makes things easy. Yes. So I did that, and then people emailed you. Cool. But overwhelmingly positive. I do have a comment, but you tell me the dissenter you received. The dissenter was essentially that it's too heavy mm-hmm. um, and that it makes too much noise. Interesting. Because I guess how I w- I've never actually seen one of these things. I've Not only really heard about either. them. I assumed it was going to be like the lead apron you wear at the dentist when they take x-rays. I think that's what I also assumed. But it's apparently a giant beanie baby. Oh, so it's beans. Yeah. And I'm sure not all of them are beans. Okay. I'm sure there are different kinds of construction. But the ones that people kept emailing me were like pockets full of beans stitched together. I wish it was called pocket full of beans. P- pocket full of beans. And then it was the theme song was like pocket full of pocket full of sunshine. Pocket full of pocket full of but, pocket full of beans. Yeah. That's what I wish. <laughs> and so maybe this can be one of our new side businesses. <laughs> we used to have sweet and savory pizza stones, and now we've got pocket full I of still beans. Stand by. Um, so I heard overwhelmingly positive, mm-hmm. like you, but a couple of things. Yeah. We live where it's real hot. Yeah, I heard that too. So maybe some of that. And then also, I really did hear that it doesn't so much help you with sleep. As it does just just with like anxiety, almost like storm blankets for your dogs, right? Or like whatever right, they right, right. whatever those things are. Junie never struggled with that, but like right. What I what I heard on that front is like it will not help you get to sleep. Yes, but it will help you sleep better. Okay. You won't wake up as much or something like that. I did not get one for my birthday, nor did Mm. I spend my birthday money on one. Mm. So I think for me, the jury is still out. Right. And my birthday is next month, so... Okay, so there's still a chance. So I don't know. Here's the thing. I wanted to try one. Yeah. Because I, as we discussed, like I sleep pretty well. Ironically, this week I have not slept well. Mm. And I am realizing, oh, that's terrible. Because mm. I normally sleep so well that now I'm like, wait a minute, what is this? Welcome. It's <laughs> awful. Um, so I don't know where it's stemming from. Just kidding. Yes, I do. Stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Same. <laughs> so, so I, I also screenshot like this calm thing that I actually think I will purchase instead of the weighted blanket. Okay. And so I'm going to report back on that. It looks like snake oil. I'm going to show you the picture. I'm sure it is, but placebo is real. Placebo is real. And I will say my stress vitamins do work. Zyrtec also works, but I only want to take Zyrtec when I actually have sinus troubles. Yes. Not just false Yes, not as a sleep aid. That, that feels like a Do problem. you take melatonin? I don't. Okay. I I do occasionally, and I had several people write in and say like, 
melatonin is actually great. And yes. one person saying like, even ask my physician brother um, if it was a real thing, and he told me to get over myself and just take it. <laughs> <laughs> just take it. This is what it's called, natural calm. But she's not the first person I've seen recommend it. And so, I thought I would try it because. Oh, okay. It's magnesium. Yeah. I've, well, it has magnesium in it, yeah. Yeah, it, it brands itself as a magnesium supplement. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's in the same category. I will say about melatonin, they sell it at drugstores, also at Target, also at Trader Joe's. Uh-huh. Get the five milligram or below. Right. I felt great when I took those ones, but okay. then I bought a 10 milligram one because I was like, why not? Sleep of the dead. Honestly. <laughs> It hurts to get out of bed when I take those. Yeah, and I don't it's need that. the worst. But the five milligram ones are really nice because okay. they make you not drowsy, but just like, hmm, I could go to sleep right now. I... And then you go to sleep and then you wake up so rested. Yeah. And I, I'm also, I, so I think part of mine is stress. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to bed and thinking about things. Part of it is I have not had a new pillow in, oh, I don't want to say how long. That matters. And I think it is affecting my, my upper back is really yes. bothering me. And I know this is, so this is my new weighted blanket question. Okay. How does one go about buying a pillow? Like, how do you test drive those? Because shouldn't you buy one? Like, I sleep on my side. Me too. I, Which is the worst thing for your back, apparently. I have heard sleeping on your stomach is terrible for you. Well, maybe. There's a chiropractor that I watch on YouTube. <laughs> and I guarantee half of our audience is now going to write in and be like, me too. Um. <laughs> And he, and I know this is weird and I'm never going to do it, yeah. but he says that the best way for your back, best way to sleep for your back is with no pillow on your back and with your legs elevated. All during the night? Yeah. Like on top of pillows? All during the night. No. Well, no, How not even on top of pillows. elevate your legs? On top of like a, like a plastic box or something. A negative, sir. I, oh, I know. I'm never going to do it. But that's what he says. I'd rather buy it a, 10 weighted blankets than do that. <laughs> Welcome to episode 210 of From the Front Porch, a collection of conversations on books, small business, and life in the South. My name is Chris Jensen, and I don't know, I'm still having trouble sleeping. And I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia. Well, happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. It is, uh... That is today. It is today. Or... Well, you know. uh, (laughs) Our today. Yes. um, Whatever that means. Happy Valentine's Day, everyone. From our vantage in time. I hope you know this day is for you. All of you. All of you. Every one of you. Yeah. I think that's what I've learned truly in adulthood. That's one of the biggest life lessons. Is it the biggest? That seems hyperbolic. It is one of the best life lessons I've learned in adulthood is that Valentine's Day is for everyone. Yeah. Thank you, Leslie Note. Yes. Because I think Valentine's Day helped with that. It definitely helped with that. But also, it's just a good day just to tell people you love them. Yeah. It is. And we have some cute cards downstairs that... uh, Yeah, we do. That I I may have bought one. Did you... Oh, wow. I know, but it's because I found one with pizzas on it. That's, and yeah, that's it's funny. appropriate for Jordan. Um, we had a very funny one downstairs that I had to buy. Okay, good. Um, and so I was happy to have found that. Are y'all doing something fun? I don't think so. We don't either. And not out of hate or yeah, just... Yeah, no. 
And I think, yeah. like I said recently on the show, like last year, we got a tray of chicken nuggets and watched oh, Seeking a Friend great. for the End of the World. It was great. I love that movie. It was very good. It was very fun. And so I'm sure we'll do something similar. Yeah. Jordan's really busy working already, so I don't know what or when we will celebrate. But Did Jordan I... tell you he saw us at Whole Foods? No, Kelsey told me. Oh. <laughs> I think Jordan right now is like a work zombie. It, it was late. It yeah. was like 7.30 and I was like, why are you still here? Yeah. Go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he's working late. Mm. Um, but do you want to know what I got him for Valentine's Day? Yeah. I got him a Quip toothbrush. Okay. Because I got myself one. And you love it? Game changer. Oh, wow. So I bought him one. Guys, you can get those at Target right now. Pretty cool. I bought mine online, but I bought his at Target. And that's what I got him for Valentine's Day. Pretty good. Hashtag married people Valentine. I got a very sentimental thing. Oh, that's so nice of you. Um, that's, 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 the F and the G, that's the F and the T difference right there. Really is. I got my husband a v- Something very practical. Mine is completely useless and like maybe decor? Maybe? What'd you get? I, I don't oh, want to say. say. Um, I, I can, I guess, but I'm not going she to. Might l- tell me later. Yeah, I will. Um, anyway, it's also... 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 <laughs> We're trying so We're hard. We're trying. It's, it's a day. Um, I texted Annie... Last week on Monday, and was like, it's only Monday, but it's already been a week. That TM. Liz Lemon thing that goes around the internet is a, a, applicable to me like every week. Honestly, and though. Every day. Um, and so here we are. But it's Oscar season. It is. And the most wonderful time of the year. I love this time of year. Me too. Getting ready for our seasonal party. It's. N- it's Sunday, I think. No, two Sundays from now. It's the 24th. It's the 24th. 10 days from now. Um. But I also, I'm going to be honest, I somehow missed some of these movies. Yeah. And so I'm hoping to catch them that weekend AMC does yes. like their marathons. You've seen more than I have. Okay. Because you've seen, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you've seen Vice, yeah. A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, Green Book, and Black Panther. Yeah. That's pretty good. That's five out of eight. All right. Go Annie. <laughs> I've seen two. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I did see one that you didn't see. So okay. That's, well, that's good. good. We've so got our bases covered. We've got coverage here. Yeah. Neither of us have seen Black Klansmen. Um, I'm sorry about that. My friends... Me too. I really want to. My friends um, relative to the trailer. Really? Which I love. That's like, I so like cool. like insider yeah. information. No, that's amazing. Um, and so it is our annual Oscar season episode. Um, we've historically taken two approaches to this, and I think we kind of want to incorporate both this year. Yeah. Um, one is just acknowledging the books that have been, or the books that have been turned into movies that have been nominated for any brand of Oscar. That's a mouthful. Yeah. But I think it is worth noting, and I, side note, whenever in the award show a, other than adapted screenplay, yeah. when a movie gets recognized and wins, and the director, actor, whoever is grateful for the source material. Mm-hmm. It fills me with such joy. Exactly. We expect that out of adapted screenplay nominees, but like when an actress acknowledges that an author wrote her character, mm-hmm. like I really love that. Absolutely. Something that I think our listeners will have strong opinions on is movie tie-in covers. I have strong opinions about it. And I have mixed opinions about it, but I think what I'm going to do is a new feature on our Patreon that I tried with the weighted blankets, didn't take off, but I think it'll work better here. Okay. Um, what I'm calling a let's talk, which I stole from Twitter. Um, and patrons of all levels, uh, can come in and give me their opinions on movie tie-in covers. What is the worst one you've ever seen? What is the least offensive? That'll, okay. that'll be up Thursday. That's a good idea. When this comes out. So that'll be fun. 
That will be fun. I've got opinions about them. Maybe I'll maybe uh, I'll log in. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll comment. Everything that I post or you post comes as Chris and Danny. I'll sign it. Yeah. A. I, I usually sign mine C. Uh-huh. Um, so that's fun. We can do that. Okay. The other way that we've historically approached this is to take the best picture movies, best picture nominees, and recommend books based on our our reading of those movies. Which I think is a more inventive way, for Probably. sure. Um, I, and I like that way. And it is more us. Yes. It's more what we do. Yeah. And so we are we are going to take some of these movies that have been nominated for Best Picture and give you two to four recs in the same general category. Before we start, what movie yeah. do you want to win? For Best Picture? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I know. They are all so different this year. I think Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born are not totally dissimilar. I don't want Green Book to win. Do you, I would be shocked if it did. And I say yeah. that as somebody who I saw that movie. Sure. I think we talked about it on the mm-hmm. camera. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, I think it. There are. It's reductive. I was about to say yes. But but, but I'm I sure thought it's it was not a fine. bad movie. No, and I will say the performances are outstanding. Mm-hmm. I not when we saw that I did not leave that movie theater thinking that's an Oscar right. winning. Well, and I saw Black Panther on my birthday last year, and like everyone knows, I'm a big superhero movie fan, um, mostly a Marvel fan. As much as I love, 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 love that movie, I think it's nearly perfect. I don't know that I would make it Best Picture, yeah. but maybe that's the problem that I uh, that even I don't have the capacity to think like that. And then I'm looking at the list, and I just I didn't see the favorite. Did you? I did. Um, I really liked it. It's definitely artsy, but it just doesn't seem like a Best Picture. Vice and Roma. I haven't seen Roma. I haven't yet. seen Roma either. It's Netflix only. And I know I can. I can yeah. watch it any old time. Literally any time. Although there are apparently specific guidelines for how you're supposed to watch it according to Alfonso Cuarón. Oh, I'll Google that. Yeah. Thank you, Alfonso. I loved A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. Like I really did. But it's gotten what is the word shunned? What is what is the word? It has gotten snubbed. Snubbed. Thank yeah. you for <laughs> best director. Fun. Yeah, and it, and it hasn't like it didn't win at the gold the Golden Globe. I, I, I would probably put it if I were going to guess based on how the Academy acts to things. It's probably going to be between A Star Is Born, Vice, and Black Klansman. Okay. If I'm going to guess, it's most I think likely it's hard one of those to pick three. this year. Just it like is. this year, there's no host and everything mm-hmm. feels like a mess. It, that kind of just is how the whole thing feels to me. Yeah. I could be wrong about that. No, that's what it seems like to me, too. So, all right. Let's start with just the kind of list of books that have been adapted and nominated. Okay. So, these are more than just best picture nominees. More than just best picture. Mm-hmm. This is across the categories, all movies that have been nominated for an Oscar that are originally adapted from a book. Okay. Boy Erased, mm-hmm. which is that movie with Russell Crowe and right. Nicole Kidman. I've not read that book. No. I'm curious about the it. The movie looked excellent. It did, but it was in and out. Exactly. It was really... And I don't know if that's just our part of the world or if that was mm-hmm. true everywhere. Similarly, though not entirely, but kind of, Beautiful Boy, mm-hmm. which I will say multiple people I know have read this memoir and it they've said it has broken them into. Yeah. And so I would really like to read it. One of my best friends read it and I know I need to. I just haven't. Right. Um, so Boy Erased, Beautiful Boy. First Man was adapted from a book. Right. I did not realize. And like from a book of the same title. Mm-hmm. Um, Can You Ever Forgive Me? That's that um, Melissa McCarthy movie. Oh, yeah. Which I would like to see, mm-hmm. but again, have not really seen it in our theater very much. Yeah. Um, but that was based on a book. 
by the same title, If Beale Street Could Talk. Of course. Which I'm shocked was not nominated for Best Picture. Me too. And that maybe is where I'm confused. I'm very confused by that. And we can maybe talk about that a little bit more. Um, I did not... I also, for the record, did not see it. I haven't seen it yet, no. Um, But... But I'm, from everything I've read about it, yeah. it looks incredible. Barry Jenkins is amazing. Lord, I love him. FSU alum. What FSU what? alum. Um, I am reading the book right now. Okay. It's our next... It's our... Excellent. I saw that Hunter was reading yes, it. Yes. It's our backlist book club. We're rebranding everybody. Good. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. On the basis of sex. Yes. And they're saying the Ruth Bader Ginsburg bio called Ruth Bader Ginsburg is kind of where they got... Where they got their, their material. Their source material. Okay. Crazy Rich Asians. Of course. Which I knew wouldn't be nominated for Best Picture, but I think no. it's up for something. Yeah. Um, and then The Wife, which is what Glenn Close has been nominated for. She oh, won yes. at the Golden Globes. Right. This is the Meg Wolitzer book. Really? Yes. Huh. Where can I see this movie? I don't know. I like. I mean, that was, was a real dark horse win. Yes. And I, because I thought Lady Gaga was going to win for sure. I, I think everyone did. Um, But now they're saying Glenn Close might very well win. Wow. Best actress. And so I'd like to see this performance. Also, I'm wondering if, and I could be wrong, but Glenn Close has like apparently never won and really should have won. Is mm. that true? Like, has she never won an Oscar? That's shocking. Because this me. might be a Leonardo DiCaprio situation. Right. right. Um, but anyway, The Wife, I love Mech Wolitzer. Mm-hmm. I actually have not read The Wife, but a couple of our customers whose opinions I really value and trust actually like The Wife better than any of Meg Wolitzer's Very titles. interesting. So it might be worth looking into that one as well. Absolutely. Um, I really want Lady Gaga to EGOT. I do too. And so I hope she wins. I Who who is the last person? Did John Legend, John Legend. just did that? Yeah. yeah. I love keeping track of that. Me too. Because it's, it's really cool. It is. <laughs> because I cannot believe how talented people mm-hmm. are. Do you remember the arc in 30 Rock when Tracy Jordan <laughs> is obsessed with this? Yes. <laughs> it's incredible. Yes. Which I think is where Probably the, where the term to EGOT like, came into the vernacular. Yeah. Um, where we all Where we all learned that. Um, so <laughs> very excited about that. Okay. Anyway, so shifting gears here to look at the Best Picture nominees um, and to recommend books based on, based on those. Okay. Um, let's just kind of do these roughly alphabetically. Okay. Um... And starting with Black Panther. Okay. Um, You're the expert there for sure. So I think the obvious move here is to go to the source material. Uh-huh. Um, Black Panther, the film, was not based on any particular arc of Black Panther over time. Um, but a good, easy starting point, if you're interested in that world, that mythology, um, is to look at Black Panther, A Nation Under Our Feet by ta Coates. Okay. We have that in the shop, or at least have stocked it before. I think we still have um, you know, Tennessee Coates is a big deal yeah. in the world in general, mm-hmm. in the writer world. Um, and so the fact that Marvel contracted him to write Black Panther, I think is pretty amazing. Pretty impressive and allows for maybe some crossover appeal that might not have been there before. Exactly. That shows that this is and always has been a very political genre mm-hmm. um, that is very smart. That is, let me qualify, very often smart mm-hmm. um, and and able to to deliver commentary in a way that other kinds of writing cannot. Which is super interesting. Um, But one that came out last week that is similar title, which is confusing, but it's called Black Leopard, Red Wolf by Marlon James. God, this book is everywhere. Um, It's been a huge release. Um, I had the ARC and I started it, but obviously don't have time to read um, at the moment. And so I did give it back to Olivia. I think Hunter read it. I think Hunter read it too or is reading it. Um, He told me it was not for me. Okay. So I'm, and look, I will read things not for me all the time. It's, 
it's Afrofuturist sci-fi. Yeah. Um, so it is not not right. in your your wheelhouse right. at all. It is essentially it's a it's a thick book, a sci-fi novel that takes as its kind of basis, not like imagining what the like Western European world will look like when it's super highly technologically advanced, but what Africa might look like. And I'm I'm proud it's out and in yeah. the world. I also read a fascinating article, I think in Vulture, about Instagram worthy book covers. Oh, it's beautiful. And how book covers and art directors mm-hmm. are changing book covers because of yes. Instagram. And this, I'm not mad about it. No, and this, <laughs> but this cover was the one that was like the feature of that story. Absolutely, it's um, a gorgeous it's cover. It's beautiful, and sure enough, it's working because you're mm-hmm. seeing it everywhere. Absolutely, um, and interestingly, Michael B. Jordan has already optioned the film rights. I saw that. <laughs> I'm super excited about yeah. that. Like, I'm super excited, even though it might not be a book I read. It, it might, might be, be something I try yeah. in film. In Absolutely. Film form. Um, this is one that is on my short list to pick up as soon as I'm done with my dissertation. Yeah. Um, so like come May, this is this is one I'm planning to pick up Good. quickly. Um, let's move into Black Klansman and Green Book. I think these are very different movies, but they are both period pieces about racism in America. Yes. And so for that reason, even though they are different and are telling very different stories, telling very different versions. I'm of those going stories. to kind of compress them here. Okay. For brevity. Okay. Um, the obvious pick here, again, is Black Klansman yes. by Roger Stallworth. But, or, I'm sorry, Ron Stallworth. But I want to talk about that because yeah. you told me something I did not know. That the book came out a couple months ahead of the movie. Mm-hmm. I think it came out in June 2018 and the movie came out in the fall. And so I think the movie was produced... And the book were written concurrently. Which is fascinating to Fascinating. And so, like, my read of this, and this might be entirely wrong, but my intuition is, like, Spike Lee was interviewing Ron Stallworth for the movie, and then Ron Stallworth thought, like, hey, I could make this a book yeah. with the same, very similar title. Yes. It doesn't have that third K okay. um, in the middle. It is two words, Black Klansman. I gotcha. Um, whereas the film title was Black Klansman with KKK in the middle. I got it. Um... But it is the story of an, a black undercover police officer in Colorado Springs in the 1970s um, who is investigating a chapter of the KKK um, and does lots of like interview and reconnaissance with David Duke, the like grand wizard of the KKK. Does Topher Grace play David Duke? I think he might. And I haven't seen the movie, but Topher Grace is in it. Topher Grace is making some real interesting career decisions right now. The reason I say that is because he's also... We keep seeing the preview for this um, very faith-based Christian movie. Yes, I've seen that preview too. Where he's the pastor and it's the woman from This Is Us, Uh Chrissy Metz or whatever. And he's the pastor and he sounds just like... No offense to everyone because you know we were also raised in Christian culture. But like a whiny youth pastor yeah he sounds just like one yeah um but i thought casting. what an interesting career i know for you, i don't Topher. understand i'm how, not sure what's he what's how, he doing how that movie got made uh, no. w- with the cast that it has like it just is surprising to me because it's um it's chrissy metz but i even recognize it's yeah Topher Grace. there's a third person too that i was like him it's the dad i mean i think it's the love interest from sweet home alabama is that true oh i'm not sure anyway, i don't remember the husband is familiar i'm just saying it's odd. It's definitely odd. Um, but anyway, that's a that's a side side note. It is. Um, another really important book on this topic is it was a National Book Award winner in I think twenty sixteen, but it's called Stamped from the Beginning by Ibram X Kendi. Um, it is also it's it's a thick volume, 
Um, but it is kind of a history of racist ideas in America. Okay. Um, that's not just, it, it explains that racism is not just a history of like hate and misunderstanding, but that is actually coded into our laws from the very beginning of American history. Interesting. It's a very readable history in that it is in five sections that are all kind of mini biographies of different people okay. and explaining ideology and history around those people's times. And so it's Cotton Mather, okay. Thomas Jefferson, um, W.B. Du Bois, um, Angela Davis, and I'm blanking on the fifth person. Ooh, I think I'd like to read this. I, I think you would like to read this. It's really, really interesting. And you can kind of think of it as like five separate... Exactly. You could read like one section at a time. Exactly. And so it's it's thick. I think it's like 800 pages, but, but you could... broken up over five yeah. sections, that's not so bad. Um, Kelsey read this for a class last year and just adored she it. it. She devoured it. Okay. Um, so it's a super readable history um, that is really eye-opening in a lot of important ways. Um, one that came to my mind is Devil in the Grove. Yeah, of course. And I've been really trying to wake up to the racism that exists in Florida specifically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so I think Devil in the Grove, if I'm not mistaken, it was either the winner of the Pulitzer of the year it came out. It's mm-hmm. Gilbert King. Mm-hmm. It, I read it last summer. These are not easy books to read. Not at all. But but, but I cannot stress enough. So important. <laughs> Please and read them anyway. Don't be afraid of the word important. That's right. Like I, I really really stress that. Yeah. Um. So Devil in the Grove is would certainly I think fall in this category where it's kind of informing us this true horrific story right. that in our case took place in our home state. Right. Um. And. Where in Florida? Because it's central North Florida. Florida. Okay, it's cent- central. It's north. It's central north. North central. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of think but, of everything above like Okeechobee as North Florida, yeah, which I know is which not is true. not accurate. But but it, that is where it takes place. Yeah. So I loved this book, although love is such a weird word to use when yeah. you're reading things like this. I also would like to say, take the opportunities in your towns. Yeah. Um, so I for, would love, but just have not gotten to go to Montgomery to visit mm-hmm. the Equal Justice Initiative, mm-hmm. um, kind of new um, museum site that they've got out there. Um, but like Thomasville has a Black History Museum. Mm-hmm. And beyond that, they're redoing, and it's the it's mm-hmm. the hotel you see on the, the way The Imperial in. Hotel. That was the Green Book Hotel here. Yeah, And so exactly. I find that to be fascinating. And so really, like, take a look around your own communities. And if nothing else, maybe movies like Black Klansman and like Green Book... Can inspire you to, yes. to branch out and learn. Yes. And this is a good month of the year to do that. It is. Although I would encourage you to do it every month. Every, every month. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Black history is American history. That's right. Um, so... Wildly shifting gears here. Um, I'm going to, again, group together Bohemian Rhapsody and A Star is Born. Yes. We got a lot of music movies this year. We really did. Green Book is the other one. Yes. Um, These are... I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody is is real, right? It is a a biopic. Um, And A Star is Born is the fictional version of that. But fairly similar narratives, superficially Yeah, I think so, because I think a lot of music stories are similar uh, in their trajectories, especially rock music stories. Exactly. Um, I will say, I adored Bohemian Rhapsody. I Mm -hmm. just thought it was a really um, fun movie-going experience in that you know most Mm -hmm. of the music. It is heart-wrenching to me. And I don't think enough people are talking about how deeply sad um, uh, Freddie Mercury's story is. Yeah. 
I left that theater and Jordan was like, are you okay? And I was like, I think I'm sad. Like his story takes such a turn. It's heartbreaking. And then, um, but also I'm a little shocked it's up for best picture. I am too. It's, it's a good movie. No, I was never expecting that. But I, I again did not leave the theater. It's like Green Book. I left the theater thinking this is good, but I didn't think this should be Oscar nominated. And Green Book at least feels like Oscar bait to me. Yes. Um, whereas Bohemian Rhapsody did not. No. It just seemed like a fun and like, Star is Born also movie. feels Oscar baity. And so what I learned recently, yes. I think in the past couple of weeks, is that because of the advent of music piracy and streaming services, mm-hmm. artists don't make money on their music unless they're licensing it to films and soundtracks. Which is why we're seeing so many music movies lately. Oh, because we're about to get an Elton John one. Which I'm so mad about because I hate Taron Edgerton. You're not... Who else hates Taron Edgerton? Somebody... What a petite little man. Is he? He just looks it. (laughs) I don't know if he really is, but wasn't he in that weird Robin Hood movie that just came out? Yeah. But he just looks like a petite... And Like he could have been in The Hobbit. (laughs) <laughs> That's what it looks and like for whatever me. reason, and like we've talked about, like celebrities that we can't stand for no reason. Yeah. Um. He is he is my male equivalent to Christine Baranski. Okay. Um. I cannot stand him. What is he in that made you not be able to stand him? Kingsman. Oh, I didn't do those. They're bad. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they shouldn't be. By all accounts, I should be into those movies. Yeah. They see they are tailor made for me, and I hate them. <laughs> um. And partially because of him and his dumb face. But anyway. Um, mad about this Elton John movie. Uh, I did love A Star Is Born. Yeah, um, I loved and it. that's the one that I want to see the most. Yes, we made Kelsey and I made plans to see it, and then it fell through, and then it was out of the theater um, because because we we don't live in a place that really values movies. I don't right. think, <laughs> and so I'm waiting for. That week when everything's back, which should be right now. Maybe it should be next week, or this, um, maybe this coming this week. week or next week. So maybe I will hop over there this week. But um, I picked out three really well received rock memoirs from yes. the last twenty years, yes. um, and then you picked out a brand new book that I don't even think is out yet. No, um, that I'm also excited to talk about. So, Moon Age Daydream by David Bowie, I think, came out in 2002, somewhere around there. Um, written by David Bowie, who is. A, a genius on all levels, right? Yeah. Who was, excuse me. Um, may he rest in peace. But I picked this one because I think it is probably the most relatable to fans of Queen uh-huh. and of Freddie Mercury. They were good friends. They collaborated. We've got Under Pressure. Um, oh, if I'm not mistaken, like, that session actually is referenced in the book. Okay. And so I'm not exactly sure, but... A, a biography of David Bowie by David Bowie yes. sounds like a good read. Yeah, it does. Um, and then two other really well-received rock memoirs were Just Kids by Patti Smith and Life by Keith Richards. I wanted to read Just Kids. It got rave reviews, even from yeah, like non-fans. It did. Um, it, it really did. This was kind of a crossover hit. Like It was just a solid, good autobiography. Yes. Um, that I think was co-written maybe with Robert Mapplethorpe I can't remember um, it's something like that and then Life by Keith Richards is the one that everybody was just shocked by how totally decent it was in terms of writing okay because nobody expected that from Keith Richards <laughs> but it's also where he admits that he snorted his dad's ashes and where we got I that, remember where that. we got that story okay um in the mid-2000s let me tell you rock stars man rock stars they've, man they've seen some things they really have and so both those books i think came out in 2010 okay um 
And then I'm excited about this one that that you brought up. So I just finished Daisy Jones and the Six, uh, which is by Taylor Jenkins Reid. It is a total departure for her, um, in my opinion. Not necessarily in the storytelling, because I think she's a great storyteller, but this is a fictional oral history. So it's an oral history of a fictional rock band. And I think that is so clever and inventive Mm -hmm. that, like, I kind of can't get over it. Like, I feel like I've read nothing like this, um where she somehow got me to the end of the book and I knew it was fictional. Uh-huh. I knew this wasn't a real band, but I really thought, wait, where's their CD? Like, I need, <laughs> like, I need their record. I need to listen to I it. need to listen to mm. this. And she wrote songs to accompany, like, it's amazing. That's great. Um, and so if, truly, if you've got a stars worn shaped hole in your heart, then I think Daisy Jones will fill it. Awesome. And I think along those lines, this just came to me while you were talking, but A Visit from the Goon Squad by Jennifer Egan yes. is all about the recording industry. Yes. Um, and it is a series of short stories, maybe a linked novel, um, depending on how you want to look at it, but all surrounding the recording industry in America from the 1970s forward. Okay. So very much in line with these things. Yeah, for sure. Um, I saw The Favorite. I did not. Um, it's weird. It's artsy, but it's it's very good. And the performances are incredible. Um on a very superficial aesthetic level in that it's about court intrigue mm-hmm. and like the British monarch, we can compare it perhaps to the other Boleyn girl okay. by Philippa Gregory. People love them some Philippa Gregory. Yeah. I think on one level, this is a more, mm, it's a more intellectual version of that Okay. in that it's just perhaps, it's like Umberto Eco to Dan Brown. Okay. If you want like the fun version of it, yes, go for the Philippa Gregory. Okay. If you want to like think and hurt your brain a little bit, uh huh, go for the, um, this the favorite. Yes. Um, but like both approaches are good and correct, and right. there's, there's no wrong, wrong no wrong way to approach this. Just depends on what you're looking for. Okay. Um, but you also brought up these Josephine Bonaparte books. Yeah, so I brought these up. I've not seen the favorite, but I did see Mary Queen of Scots, mm-hmm. and so if you're kind of like in that mood. Mm-hmm. We have customers who adore this Josephine Bonaparte trilogy. It's So it's three books um, that cover the entirety of Josephine Bonaparte's life. It's by Sandra Gullard. Um, I have not read these, but truly there's like, there are a couple women in town who adore these so much that I think we sell multiple copies a year because they're gifting them mm. so often. And anytime a customer like gifts a book regularly, yeah. I think to myself, oh, I, I probably should stock, should stock that because... <laughs> Because I find that so endearing that yeah. like you love a book so much that you just want to give it to everyone you right. know. So this is apparently one of those. I've right. not read them, but she feels passionately enough about them where now I also care. And Josephine <laughs> led a very interesting life. So there's plenty of material. There's plenty of material. And I think finally, let's talk about Vice. We're going to skip over Roma because neither of us have seen it. I know. I'm so and sorry, I honestly everybody. don't really even know what it's about other than Mexico. I feel like I can't talk exactly. At, and so really like, about it. I, and so I'm just going to skip it. And I'm sorry, but if listeners have recommendations yeah. and have seen it, send like, them in. Let me know. I would love to. I would love to know. And so Vice is our last one we'll talk about. I loved Vice. It's more of the same in terms of whatever that other movie was he did. Um, Big Short. Big Short. I always want to. I always mix it up with Moneyball. Um, he. Or no, that's also just based. He didn't do that one, but it's, but it's also based, based on, a on a same author. What's that author's name? Michael Lewis. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so I loved Vice, um, but again, it is more of the same. So 
again, I left the theater thinking, I guess this will be nominated because mm-hmm. the last one was nominated. Right. But also it's doing the exact same thing. Right. Um, that being said, I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I read Sisters first after mm-hmm. seeing Vice and I kind of loved them as a pairing um, because Vice, you get this, um, I think we can safely say kind of biased view of the Damning. White House. Yeah. Yes. And, and I'm not saying that's wrong. I'm just saying it certainly tells one side of the story. Right in a really good and inventive and interesting way. And then Sisters First kind of adds some other some, elements some different to texture. that. Yeah. yeah. And n- not that either one on their own isn't interesting enough. Right. But I just think it was funny the timing wound up, I think, being really enjoyable to right. me and really adding, yeah, adding some nuance. And I think especially um, Barbara Pierce Bush's commentary there yes. on policy yes um where she like differs from her family some and is able to say like look some of these policies were bad yeah um and i think that's really interesting yes um to but, get that perspective yes absolutely so that to me that was a really enjoyable reading and viewing experience mm-hmm. the other one that is probably i i, I imagine at least partially in, in, have, in the DNA of Vice. I was about to say, he um, had to get this information somewhere. But Days of Fire by Peter Baker was the like New York Times it was best-selling. Like, I was about to say, I think it was on their best of list maybe mm-hmm. when it they, came out. I think they named it Best Book of the Year when it came out. Yeah. Um, but it is um, Peter Baker's investigation into the Bush White House and the Bush-Cheney partnership yeah. that is so mythologized oh, in a really interesting way. Yes. Um, and it kind of deconstructs this notion that it was all Cheney behind the scenes all the time. Right. And really... Which I think is what Vice implies. Yeah. Which I think is largely true. Yeah. Um, but it can't be entirely... But I think it can't that's be entirely what, true. Exactly. Not. And so I think supplementing... If you're going to go watch Vice and look at it under a certain lens, then mm-hmm. I think you've got to approach that same... I think so too. Uh, same lens to maybe some other source material. Exactly. Um... Really excited to see that film too. I think um, you'll like it. I'm really gonna try in the next couple of weeks to see as many of these movies as I can, because um, I don't know what's gonna win though. I, oh, I have list. no idea. You know what could win? Roma. Roma. Because might. that because I feel like it's a dark horse. It would be the first movie ever released. It'll to, set to an Netflix. interesting precedent. Really press, really interesting precedent. But Alfonso Cuarón's an incredible director yeah. who's won before. Yeah. He did. Gravity. Yeah. He did Harry Potter did and Harry the Prisoner Potter of Azkaban. 30, which is my favorite. Mine too. It's the best one. Um, just amazing director. Right. So That's why I think he could win it. He might. Interesting. Interesting. So we will uh, we will reconvene. We will talk about the Oscars post Oscars. Yeah. And then we will kind of see what happened. But if you liked any of these, report back. Please report back. is a production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in Thomasville, Georgia. It's produced by me, Annie Jones, and Chris Jensen, and edited by Chris Jensen. If you're interested in purchasing any of the books we've talked about on today's episode, you can do so at bookshelfthomasville.com forward slash shop. Thank you so much to Forlorn Strangers for the use of our theme music. It's called Bottom of the Barrel from their album Forlorn Strangers. Learn more at forlornstrangers.com. If you'd like to support From the Front Porch on Patreon and gain access to exclusive bonus content, like this week's where Annie and I will talk about the unused skills that we learned in school. 
Um, you can check us out on patreon.com slash from the front porch. You can also find us at our website, fromthefrontporchpodcast.com, for web-only content and a full back catalog of our show with detailed show notes and links to further reading. This week in the bookshelf, a funny thing happened. We were reading Valentine-themed books in story time, and so I asked the kids, like, hey, what things remind you of Valentine's Day? And so one little girl said hearts, you know, mm-hmm. a little boy said hugs, red, pink, blah, blah, blah. And then this little girl just a totally unprompted goes, diamonds. I was like, oh gosh. Diamonds are a girl's best friend. Oh no. <laughs> what has happened? And it just felt ironic. That's very funny. It was very funny. Uh, thank you so much for listening. We will see you next week. <laughs>